When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, what starts out as a conversation about basketball evolves into a conversation full of life lessons. For John Lucas III, basketball has been his life. His pops, John Lucas, was a player and has had a long career as a coach spanning multiple eras of the NBA. John grew up in the game, becoming a pro himself. He's seen it from the perspective of the star, the backup, the journeyman, and the rookie. The game took him all over the world and is, for the most part, his identity. For Gil, John is the type of player who gets it. He knew who he was as a player, understands the business of the game, and knows his big picture. That picture comes from a valuable lesson that any and every player will find out at some point. Humility. No matter if you're a GOAT or a bench player, you experience L's, cuts, and failures of some kind at some point. As long as you learn from them, you'll grow and be better off for the experience. It's an episode of the No Chill Podcast that will absolutely get you thinking. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast to get every episode as soon as they drop. Don't forget to check out the No Chill channel on YouTube. And don't forget No Chill with Gilbert Arenas every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fubo Sports Network. Welcome to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm Mike Botticello today over there on the couch. Of course, we've got Gilbert Arenas on the other part of the couch. <laughs> we have John Lucas III. John, welcome to the yeah, show. Thank you all for having me. Gil, this is an interesting thing that I think people have to respect. When you come up as a coach's son, we've never really got into that before. I think we've had some people that maybe came up that way. But John, for you, that's definitely part of your, your path and your story. So let's get into that. How is that a gift and a curse? Oh, man. Um, The gift was you got access to just about any and everything when it it came to basketball. You know, um, growing up, you know, being a ball boy ever since I was four years old. So I was always around legends and soaking everything up as I can. Um, You know, taking pictures. My dad had this thing. I had to take pictures with everybody, like Larry Bird. And we (laughs) was in town. I had to take a picture with Larry Bird, take a picture with Dr. J. And back in the day, those were the the film cameras. (laughs) The film cameras. So yeah. Film and do this, right? For sure. For sure. So he'll have like the photographer or whoever the Rockets was at the time always take that picture for me. Um, So Manute Bowl, Charles Barkley, everybody, Mm -hmm. any and everybody. Um, And I have them all in my house. Still to this day, they hung in my game room. But just like playing one-on-one against Michael Jordan, Bird, like being like that involved and not really looking at it like, I just thought of him like, oh, you know, there's Mike. And I used to call him by their first names. Um, it was just cool. It was an experience like, you know, working with all those guys. And then the older I got, I got to compete against guys like, Stephon Marbury, Steve Francis, Catino Mobley, Allen Iverson, Damon Stoudemire, um, Muggsy Bowles, stuff like that, both training and picking up games and, you know, giving them, like, giving me jewels and stuff of, you know, because they knew I wanted to make it 
um, and I was really dedicated to the craft of basketball. So they would just saw something in me and it would just help me. I always used to get picked up right away as soon as I walked in the gym. I didn't care if it was a college kid in there that was trying to make the NBA. They knew my work ethic. They knew how hard I went. So I never had to like wait my turn to play. I used to get on right away. So that just made me even more confident. So when I played high school, high school to me was easy. I'm like, if I can hold my own against these guys, mm-hmm. then I'm not really <laughs> fearing nothing in high school, honestly. But just the stories I have. You know, being in a barbershop with Michael Jordan and people in the south side of Chicago figuring out Mike was in mm-hmm. the barbershop mm-hmm. and flooded outside, had to be police escorted. It was during the time of um, my dad was playing for the Milwaukee Bucks at the time and he was playing the Bulls in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they went to the Eastern Conference Championship and played against Bird, the Milwaukee did, and Bird ended up giving me his jersey after the game. And that's... In the NBA, their jersey was made out of cotton then. It was like by Russell. Mm-hmm. Sweat stains and everything. <laughs> I still have it. You know what I'm saying? Um, every pair of Michael Jordan shoes signed and autograph that he's played in, I have. Hmm. Um, I'm not just You no- thought you had a collection. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it was just more of like, I'm so sick in the mind when it comes to basketball. I used to like put my, sh- my feet in their shoes if I could get a bit of like what they had yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, bring to yeah, me. Yeah. And my dad was like, that, that's don't work. You just got to put the work in. But it was just like that type of stuff I really enjoyed being around. And, you know, the curse about everything was, you know, as I was going on playing um, in high school and getting my accolades and getting all these awards, a lot of people was like, oh, he only getting that because of who he is. And, oh, he only getting that because of this. But I... Average 30 in high school, led the whole state in scoring, logged in over 3,700 points in high school. It was just like, nah, I put the work in, but my whole thing was just about protecting my name. Mm-hmm. So I used to hear stuff all the time, and Gil's son is probably gonna go through the same thing I went through, because um, we have the, you know, your last name, whole weight. Mm-hmm. So um, parents just be like, oh, you know, you know, you playing against today? Like if you if you if you go out there and do him, we you know we can make our name. We can do it. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing was to protect my name. So you wasn't gonna make a name off of me. I was I was seeking to destroy, and I wanted to show you the reason why I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And that was just my. I took that mentality into everything, life, business now, and even in college. Yeah, I think what you said right there is first thing it opens doors for you in a way, right? And then the other is that you're hunted. You know, and I think if you get ahead of that and know, like, all right, they're coming for me, it's something you can definitely, you know, I think relate to. It's like, when, don't let them come for me. Or when they get here, I'm going to be here. Did, did you actually play for your dad? No, I never played for oh, my dad. I, okay. So my dad never, my dad didn't start training me. Like, people thought my dad trained me. My dad was a dad. Uh-huh. I had other trainers. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my dad was like, let me play every sport. I play hockey, lacrosse. Baseball, indoor soccer, everything until I got to high school. And he was like, okay, we're going to focus on two sports. And that was tennis and basketball for me. Mm-hmm. And then he started getting more hands-on with me my sophomore year in high school. So I, t- I had a shooting coach. Mm-hmm. I had uh, RIP to my godfather, Grant Gonzalez, who played in the league for a little bit, who was really hands-on with me in the gym with me every day. And those was my trainers until my, sophomore, until my sophomore year. And then it kind of like 
They put it all together. Mm -hmm. It was like he was almost, we call it gumbo. He was getting a little bit of this, a little bit of that, <laughs> and I didn't know at the time what I was getting mm -hmm. until he put his final touch on there, and it all just came out. You know what's so funny? And that's, and I, I when, when parents asked me, I was like, go through all the trainers you can possibly go through because everyone has something different. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's when I let my son train. Yeah, do do y'all, do y'all. I I will finish it off because right. I, I know what it takes to, you know, but everybody else, feed them, feed them. Because Every, everyone has their own knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, everyone mm -hmm. sees the game different. You know, you see it from a smaller guy's perception. So you know how to, do, right. you know, do all that extra stuff. Me, I'm, you know, I didn't have the mid-range. What I have the, I didn't have the floating touch. Because it was either mid-range jumper, three, or I'm, I'm trying to get to the goddamn. <laughs> right. You know yeah. what I mean? So I didn't have, like, I trained and worked on it. I actually never used it in the game. I remember I did a, <laughs> in Portland, I was in Portland, and I did a runner for the game winner, airballed it. Mm -hmm. I airballed my runner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what was that? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I was, it was, I was, I was working on it, but you know, it's like, so, you know, with, with my kids, it's just, you guys go through your trainers and then I'll see what's lacking, what needs to be changed, what needs to be fixed. And then, you know, it's the gumbo style. Yeah. Like even today, now that I'm training, um, you can tell a difference with who people train mm -hmm. and how people talk. To me, I'm more detailed. Um, obviously, you know that. Mm -hmm. um, it. When it comes to training, like with kids, right? I always tell my parents, like, do your research. Do a background check. Like, where have they played? Mm -hmm. What have they brought? What, you know, because I see a lot of kids these days lack the fundamentals and lack the skills because everybody trying to show them a Kyrie move or a Steph move. Mm -hmm. But when these kids can't make a regular right-hand layup jumping off the left foot. Why are we teaching kids to jump off the right, right foot, foot making a right-hand layup? So I've always used the analogy of like, to build a house, you gotta start with a foundation. Mm -hmm. And to me, the foundation is fundamentals. And then you work your way up. But if I try to show you a Steph Curry shooting from half court and you can't give me at least 80% from mid-range mm -hmm. and then 80% from the regular three or 75, 60% from the regular three, mm -hmm. we shouldn't extend it until we get there. Yeah. So I'm old school with it because I know it works, <laughs> yeah. but I also throw a little flair into it too so it doesn't feel like it's so old. Because one thing I know about basketball is it has not changed, mm -hmm. right? The object is to put the ball in the hole. <laughs> and at the guard position, you got to know your spots. So to me, I'm really big on being efficient, right? So I don't let any of my guards shoot top of the key threes. Mm -hmm. And the reason is we don't take too many top of the key threes because that's the trailing big man. Yeah. That's the guy who takes the ball out. So let's get so efficient for these four spots, wing and corners, because most of the time, that's where you're going to be in the offense, and that's where you're going to start the offense. Only time you shoot a top of key shot, and Gil <laughs> knows if it's a hand grenade or the shot clock going yeah. down. One full flat. Or, you know, the game's on the line, and that's where you get the ball. Mm -hmm. But why not get so consistent? So, so Derrick Rose and I, good friends, like one of my really good friends, his son actually trains with me, PJ. Um, teammates in Chicago, 
Then I ended up becoming his coach in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, he can't shoot, he can't shoot. To me, I'm like, nah, he can shoot. I done seen it, but nobody actually ever toned in on his shooting, right? Shooting to me is a lot of repetition. Mm-hmm. Like you think you, yo, okay, I shoot 100 shots. That's not, that's nothing. <laughs> yes. Like me growing up, my dad had me shoot 1,500 mates, not shots, 1,500 mates in the morning, mm-hmm. 1,500 mates at night. Mm-hmm. That's 3K a day. Yeah. Seven days a week, I'm getting up 21K for the week. Mm. So it's like riding a bike. I know mm-hmm. that's music to your ears too, though. Yeah, yes. It's, it's not just reps, it's makes. Though, it's makes. makes. So I count makes. Like we until you make a hundred in that spot, you might shoot two hundred. You <laughs> might shoot two fifty. Yeah. But I'm all about makes. So it's a being efficient. So Derek and I used to all we argue, argue, argue. So I just pulled up 10 clips of our last 10 games, right? Mm-hmm. And we sat down, we watched, I said. How many shots you shot from the top of the key? Because you used to get mad why we don't shoot top of the key threes, why we don't get shot <laughs> yeah, to the key threes. I said, okay, we played 10 games. There you took a total of five top of the key shots, and it's because nobody wanted their shooting percentage to get down, so they hand grenade you the ball <laughs> mm-hmm. while you were trying to get back on defense, mm-hmm. and you end up shooting it. I said, but these 10 games, you took a total of 60 shots from these four spots. So once he saw that and realized that's all we worked on, and he, that year in Minnesota, he shot his highest percentage from the three his whole career. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's the key sometimes when you're trying to, because you can see it and you're trying to tell someone, like, yo, you don't, and they're like, nah. Like, and then you have to actually show, show them. It. Like, listen, that's, and I, I, tell, I tell parents too, coaches, videotape, Videotape is so important because you can you can stop everything in real time. Like, hey, hold on. You said what? You shot. No, this is where you shot. This is what you right. actually did. <laughs> this is where that person actually was. So the person can actually see their mistake in real time instead of you just yelling it. Because if you're yelling it and it didn't register how it went in their head, it's you're going to sit there and do that. So I say you always videotape and you say, all right, here's the clips. What were you thinking here? And let them look at it, and they're like, oh, "I thought he was gonna." Okay, long as you, you, you know, long as you recognize it to understand how to get better at it, you know. So I, the same thing I, I do in mine. Look, we're gonna videotape. You're gonna play. We're gonna videotape, and then there you go. Watch it yourself. Look, you're shooting on the way down. I don't know what that side step was. <laughs> like you sidestep, he hit the ball. I don't know. Right. You know, and and now now going back and work the right way. You know, so that's all you can basically do. Yeah, and like every coach, I always say, film don't lie. Uh-huh. So <laughs> tape don't lie. Tape don't, numbers film, don't lie. Right. You have those two things. The well, numbers with. lie. You can manipulate those. You can manipulate those. You, uh, in, in Wait, so if you want to get your message across, you can yeah. just look at it here, and, like with field goal percentage. To, yeah. Just say, like, yo, you're knockdown shooter. You went five for eighteen. Right. Yeah. It was so funny. Someone, did, uh, I, I, I did that with someone once. Right. And because so, I was like, man, he's a bad shooter. And I'm like, no, he's he's it's, he's not. I, I think we're just putting him in positions that's not beneficial to him. Yes. So I said, so I started doing a little stats and realized spot shooting. Oh, he was gold money. Move horrible. <laughs> but since all of our plays was on a move, 
he looked like a really bad shooter when he was just a knockdown flat spot shooter. Yeah. And I said, you know, so, you know, he's sitting with a 13%, you know, but his spot shooting is 80%. You know, it, I was like, well, we just might want to just, he's not a Cal Culver. Right. You know, <laughs> he's not a Cal yeah. Culver. You just sit your ass in the corner and, you know, be atmosphere right now until we, you know, and, and you know, so sometimes you have to really, as I said, sometimes numbers do lie mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you have to mm -hmm. really look at and see what's what. Right, exactly. So good example for D. Rose, you can look at that for him and say, and I think that's the job of a coach too, is like, I'll look at these numbers for you and tell you like, actually, you are 75% from the corner. That's your strength, or, you know, or mid-range or whatever. But like you said, those hand grenade shots, yeah, that's a bad Yeah, idea. I would never, because when I was a player, I used to hate when they used to bring your little when analytics started coming mm -hmm. into the game mm -hmm. and they'll bring you the sheet of paper and they'll show you. I used to hate looking at it. And then now while I'm playing the game, I'll be wide open. I'll be like, oh, I can't shoot that. My percentage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because now percentages can really keep you in, in the league longer. Yo. I, listen. <laughs> this is a true story. I'm not going to say the person's name. Not going to say the person's name. But he used to irritate, it used to irritate me because he's, an amazing shooter, and every time I pass on the ball, if he wasn't wide he wouldn't open shoot. by himself, he wouldn't shoot, shoot the ball. He wouldn't shoot. And it just like, yo, shoot it. Like it's like, like I'm getting double shoot it, right? And no. So I hit him one day, like, yo, no, what what's going on, bro? I don't want to mess up my shooting percentage because it's my contract year. Does it say what? Mm. <laughs> it's like it's my contract yeah. year, you know. Yeah. Be, and he, this is what he said. He said, I'm in a different situation than you are. See, you can put up shots and you're 32, 20, that, that, is, your, that is your gold. Right. My gold is my percentage. I can get your money or close to your money with percentage because I'm not going to get as many shots. See, I'm third, fourth, you're fifth option. You know, I got to make sure I'm in the 90, you know, 60, you know, seven rebounds, 80% from the free throw lines, 30. And I'm sitting here like, and sure enough, yeah, sure enough, motherfucker average like 8, 10. Because it's like, well, if he shot more, he'd be averaging this and this and this and this. And, and boom, got a big contract. And I'm sitting here like. Mm -hmm. he, so, yeah, the points wouldn't matter? In that no, scenario? no. See, that's, that's where the game's going to now. Right. Like, no, which, yeah. The yeah. Point, like, you know, you average 12 points, but you shot 60% from the field, 50 from the three, 90. Oh, all, yeah. all, a good, all a good Asian does is says, all right, well, you know, he was like the fourth option there. You can make him your second option. You give him more shots, you know, bring it down a little bit. He'll average 20. That's how they look at it. Man. Unless they look at the film. No, well, no, no, no. It's like, so now it's all about numbers. It's pointing out that I jumped on the other side, coaching and being in coaching, meeting, beating and all that. Like, actually, he was ahead of his time. Yeah. And like, and then the older I got, right, and the longer I got in my career, I saw the career, the young, the league was getting younger. Mm -hmm. So if you look at any NBA team right now, it's no veterans mm -hmm. on the team. Mm -hmm. Like, the veteran is a 24-year-old who probably <laughs> never played more than a certain amount of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it all happens because of the collective bargain agreement. We signed that deal mm -hmm. where only four players get paid everybody a different year. And then the more years you get, the more money, you know, you just start thinking about that stuff. Um, but 
I always made it a point. See, I was a volume shooter. I didn't care about percentages. Yeah. I just knew I was a bucket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I knew that, uh, and the coaches that I had my best seasons with knew who I was as a player, mm-hmm. right? So I was always based my career on plus and minus. So I didn't really look at points mm-hmm. or my assists or turnovers like this. If I was in the plus and minus, like I think I hold one of the highest for efficiency, because every time I was in the game, we all my the minutes I was on the court, I was in the plus. Mm-hmm. So that means he's bringing something positive every time he steps foot on that court. So I think that's what made me pan out three more years in the league. Longer. So, so you used the, did you use? Yeah, at the older I got that I used it. I was like, okay, the- when I'm in the game, are we down by 30? Mm-hmm. And you know, trash minutes, and uh-huh. they throw you in there? If I cut that lead to 15, mm-hmm. I'm a plus 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started playing the game like that. So I was like, okay, we up 20. I got to keep this lead. Oh, we got to <laughs> build this lead. Because mm-hmm. if you lose a lead, now you a negative. And that's how I start. So when I used to get the stats, you had to go like, okay, plus 25. Five plus 25. I'm cool. Oh, I was over five from the field. I'm cool on but that. You know what's so funny? And when people say the game inside the game, people don't realize that those are the games that's going inside the games on contract years and just anything like some like like you. I don't I don't care about. If I miss shots, I don't care right. about over. When I got in, this is what we did. That's all I care about. You know what I mean? Because when, when it's negotiation time, they're going to be looking at me like, what did you bring? Okay, so I brought, <laughs> right. I know I averaged two points. Cool. Cool. But, I, <laughs> but when I got in, this is what we did. Every single game, I am a efficient plus. So when I'm on the court, no matter if I'm making it, we're getting better. And... We gotta remember, coaches, general managers, they don't understand the details sometimes in what a player brings. All they know is, oh, he only averaged two points. Ah, he's getting them like, wait, hold on, woo. Hold on, I think I'm worth uh, five million because of this, this, this. Right. And they be like, oh, he didn't, he didn't? Okay. Yeah. They, I mean, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you think about it like, man, like it's just crazy how it all happens like that, right? So, the um, point of the plus and minus, like when I, the playoff year in Chicago, right? The, uh, I had a hell of a year that year. I think the lockout year, I was, I was just playing basketball, like mm-hmm. Rucker Park, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, New York, Pro-Am, Nike. I averaged 50 in that. I was there when K, I played against KD when he scored 66 at Rucker. Mm-hmm. I scored 25. <laughs> but it completely washes that 25 away, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? So then the next night, we play KD. I'm, now it's the Nike Pro-Am at Baruch College. We play. I found out, okay, KD playing. All right, I'm locked in, <laughs> right? So we play. They had like four NBA. They had like Roy Hibbert. They had uh, Andre Barrett, KD. And I know I'm going to mess his name up, but Santiago, Santiago Gaines. Yeah. Santiago Games. Yeah, mm-hmm. Santiago Games on that team, right? On my team, it was me, Sean uh, Singletary that went to 
University of Virginia, mm -hmm. and a couple of other, like, you know, maybe St. John's, a player from St. John's, a couple of local players. Oh, so you just getting buckets there. <laughs> oh, no, I, I was locked in, because I'm like, the whole night and day you hear about the 66. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm like, I was in that game, my name ain't mentioned, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was doing my thing, I was going against him, but. <laughs> so I was doing my thing. Yeah, I was like 25 at the rookie, like, right. you know, I got my nickname from New York, Cool Hand Luke, like, I, I'm solidified. Uh -huh. So I was like, I'm really gonna solidify it tonight, mm -hmm. right? Because basketball to me is about competition, yeah. right? I hate when people run away from competition. I hate when people don't want to play against or don't match up. I done seen it in the league, people been scared of each other. I done seen, people, I done seen people fake injuries. Fake injuries. Like some of your favorite players, I done seen when D Rose was MVP year, D Rose and D Rose was D Rose. I done seen people catch the Rose flu. Hmm. Yeah. Like we call, people think that's not, people think no, that's fake. We, we used to joke about it. Because me and D-Rose sit right here <laughs> and we'll, we'll go out there. I used to start, and I knew when somebody was kind of shaking of them or something. So, I, hmm. you know, like, I knew my role. Yeah, For yeah. what reason? You don't want to be embarrassed? Man, it's a, it's a I don't know. It's competition. It's like, competition. Yeah, but you would just think if you're, I mean, if Man, you're a pro, you want to, you want no, to smoke. That's, no, that's no. I'm no, so everybody don't want yeah, to that smoke. Was, that was, everybody doesn't want it, but you would think they do at that level. Nah, it separates the men from the boys. It do, but it make like so. That was my reason of coming back at Nike, and I was like, I right, bet. So I scored sixty that night. KD had forty six, <laughs> but we lost in overtime, mm -hmm. right? But my point, like New York, they was like. And I'm the 13th man on the oh, roster, 14, 15 man on the roster of Chicago. And my whole point was like, people like, man, how's he in the league? How's he in the league? Woo woo. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna show you. Mm -hmm. But it's levels to this, right? The levels is you got D Rose, you got this and that, got that. Like, if you're an ultimate pro, and it's no that saying you don't think you can compete with them, right? It's just saying you know your role. Yeah. And a lot of people, at that position I have been, don't understand their role, they want to be the man, mm -hmm. right? But at that position, you got to stay ready at all times because you don't know when that opportunity mm -hmm. going to come. And if you're not ready for that moment, you might not get another opportunity mm -hmm. or you might get that pink slip in your locker yeah. and you see somebody else coming in and you up out of there. So my whole thing by staying in the league was always staying ready. Mm -hmm. I don't care if I didn't play that game, this game, that. But if I didn't play for 11 games and that 12th game came, I was ready. And that's one of my niches that I pride on was other than the plus and minus of being efficient mm -hmm. was also staying ready. So I always stay with my routine, right? So when the second year after we lost to the Eastern Conference Finals to Miami, mm -hmm. you know, we respected to go back the following year. But unfortunately, you know, Very a good. lot of injuries and stuff. So... That was my first NBA start. Scored 25, eight and eight against the Wizards. Mm -hmm. I was just like, <laughs> I'm not going back to China. Mm -hmm. I'm not going back overseas. Mm -hmm. Like, I shot the ball like 28 times that game. <laughs> As you should. And cut, but I was the only point guard. Mm -hmm. CJ was hurt. Oh yeah, yeah. Derek yeah. was hurt. I played 48 minutes. They had to give me an IV after the game. Haven't played 48 minutes since I left <laughs> China, right? So. I remember I turned down a shot to pass a cow court. And Tibbs was like, I will play Ronnie Brewer at point guard if you turn down another shot. I said, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I shot that thing. Every time he was like, if you see the rim, let it go. 
But Tibbs knew me as a player. He knew I hated coming off pick and rolls to the left. Mm -hmm. And Derek and CJ, like, love, love coming up. I was right-handed. Uh -huh. I got over 15,000 <laughs> points in this hand and probably about 100 in this hand. <laughs> so I was trying to get to my right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I checked into the game, we ran all the offense on the left side of the court for me to come right. Mm -hmm. So we just flipped it. Yeah. Because he knew he's a player's coach. And that's when I had my best years because I had a coach who knew mm. me to the T. Because I first came in the league, he was my assistant coach in the Rockets mm -hmm. my rookie year. And he's the coach I had in Summer League who let me be me. I played every minute in Summer <laughs> League. I should have got MVP, but technically I wasn't a rookie because I had two 10 days the year before my original rookie year. So I was already considered a one-year one player. So they end up getting the... Um, MVP of Summer League my year, I averaged 28, 8, and 8 in Summer League. Mm. They gave it to Randy Ford, his rookie mm. year. And I, and, um, and I was like, he was a, he ran every play for me. High pick, side pick, coming over. Um, he was just like, I you do I hated you. to guard you then. <laughs> I mean, if I didn't get the first pick, we re-screened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Too, too much movement. So too we much. ran out of that. So then I signed my three-year deal with the Rockets. Mm -hmm. And now I'm with Trace McGrady, Yao Ming. So I'm coming off the summer league bus, so I'm in practice, like, getting my, you know, doing <laughs> shit. And, uh, and, and Van Gundy hated, hated young guard, like young players. So he was... Um, yes. Jeff, Jeff, I had both. Jeff, yeah. I had both. Oh, you had Jeff? I see it. I had Jeff, and then yeah. I signed with the uh, Pistons and had Stan. <laughs> so I had both Van Gundys. <laughs> and one day, um, we in practice, and Tibbs was like, yo, who you think you are? Like, who you think you are as a player? I was like, oh, I'm AI. Like, I'm Bubba Chuck. <laughs> like, what you mean? I'm a... Ooh, and he was like, hell no. He was like, you shitting me? And his grassy <laughs> voice was like, are you shitting me? You know who you are? I'm like, all right, who? Like, now I'm like this. But he was like, you're Dana Barrows. Hmm. You could score. And yeah. I was like, I remember Dana Barrows because he played for my pops in Philadelphia. Uh -huh. and he scored a 50-point game. Yeah, yeah. But he ain't play a lot. <laughs> right? So I'm like. So next day, in I had like eight DVDs uh -huh. of all Daniel Barrow stuff from college, league stuff like that. And I'm watching it and I'm like, oh shit, I do play like him. Like <laughs> mid-range, uh -huh. fadeaway right, floaters, runners. So I just start watching, right? And so I was like, okay. And, I, and then I started noticing one thing, right? He was in there for one thing, to change the pace and to get quick buckets. Mm -hmm. So it was like, Tills would kind of tell me, if you want, this should be your niche. Like, you might not run a team like Rafer Austin or mm -hmm. your, your typical point guards at that time in the league was, because um, it was traditional point guard yeah. got the ball Still, to the superstars, yeah. mm -hmm. you know? So he was like, but when Jeff calls you in there, you pick up the pace, pick up full court, mm -hmm. and it don't take you long to get, get going. So we just start working on that in our player development stuff. Like going through different scenarios of getting quick butt. I, I hated to be in a game when those players came in. 
All right, let's take a break to talk about our friends at DraftKings. Pigskin fans, the moment you've all been waiting for all season is right around the corner. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge Once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Download the ad now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer the questions like who will score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion dollars i'll say that one more time seven billion dollars to its players since 2012 so they know a thing or two about big paydays if you're ready for the super bowl the best place to experience it is by making your picks with DraftKings. download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code no chill to enter the free 55 million dollar super bowl prediction challenge everyone gets an instant prize up to twenty five thousand dollars just for playing. So use the promo code NOCHILL now and enter the free $50 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Good luck. And this episode of the No Chill Podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage I have ever tried. Nothing is more important than balanced nutrition for performance and function. With so many stressors in life, it's difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrients we need to thrive. Busy schedules, poor sleep, exercise, stress, or simply not eating enough of the right foods. This is where Athletic Greens can help. Their daily all-in-one superfood powder is your nutritional essential. It is by far the easiest and most delicious nutritional habit that you can add to your health routine today and empower you to take ownership of your health. You know, when I worked out, I was just a water guy. Just for nutrition and hydration, water seemed to do the trick with electrolytes. Then I introduced Athletic Greens to the process, and that packs not only hydration and electrolytes, but also vitamins that you wouldn't get otherwise. And it's a perfect time to incorporate it when you're working out because you'd need it the most. One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, and supports a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products. That's the important thing. When you take multiple pills and hate the process, no, you want to put it in a shake with a good flavor, I might add. And it's all done in one shot, and it works on the go. It's easy to use, and it's easy to be a part of. Athletic Greens continues to obsessively improve this one holistic formula Based on the latest research producing 53 iterations over the last decade and counting, they invest in the most absorbable and natural source of each ingredient and go above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure their customers continue to receive the highest and best nutritional habit on the planet. 
It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free or gluten free and contains less than one gram of sugar without compromising on taste. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during the winter months. They're offering the audience of the No Chill podcast a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit the link today. You'll basically never need to buy vitamin D ever again. So whether you're looking for peak performance or better health, covering your bases with Athletic Greens makes investing in your energy, immunity, and gut health each day simple, tasty, and efficient. So simply visit athleticgreens.com slash no chill and join health experts, athletes, and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every day. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash no chill and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Because, you know, I'm, you know, when, 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 you know, when you come in, I'm like yeah. a little tired, you know, yeah. trying to be, and then you got somebody who's instant buckets and they're, they're, they're supposed to like get buckets really quick. Like, yo, hey, sub me out. I'm not trying to. Because <laughs> well, you already have your rhythm. Yeah, and, but, and he's tired, and I'm kind of tired, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm, I already done got the, the the starter out. So cool, I'm thinking it's about to be an easy match, and it's coming through pick and roll, throw the ball, picking up full court, like oh hell no, where's Steve Blake? Come on, man, put Steve Blake and Juan Dixon up in here, man. I yeah. got time but for that, this. That's the thing to understand. I, we've we've had Lou Williams on before, and that's what he does. Like that's his match. But that's what I'm saying. So, but but that's what I'm saying. You. The, the the game of basketball is different every night because that's what I'm saying. I'm playing against Rafe. <laughs> he ain't scoring. You know, I'm about to get a little money in him. Yeah, yeah, this is easy right here because he, he ain't coming back. He he has T-Mac and Yao to pass the ball to. So the starting point guard, to me, I don't really have to waste any energy on. He goes out, mm-hmm. so pick up full court. Now, now, now you got the, the the backup picking up full court, and then now you got now on offense. I'm used to trying to double. Now he's scoring. Now he got a quick 15 in three minutes. Like God, damn. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So it's, it's like sometimes the, the 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 backup is harder to guard than mm-hmm. a starter because his role is different. He don't have to. He don't have to come in. He don't have to think. He just let that. Fly, he just, he just uh, like the ultra green light. Like, you know, there's some players that got the ultra green light coming off the bench. You'd be like, yo. Like. Yeah, you, you're a specialist. You <laughs> yeah. for one thing and one thing only. Yeah, so. I hated to be a starter. <laughs> I, I, I know I did. When I was in Utah, I started. Mm-hmm. When I when I left, I, start, I was started like the first 12, 13 games. I was awful. I hated it. When I, you, I, for I was what like, reason? I was like, I want to come off the bench. Because yeah. the Because I couldn't be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm up here passing the ball to Ennis Cantor, going to set a pick for Derek Favor. Mm-hmm. And like Gordon, now we got Gordon and Hayward. And I'm, mm-hmm. man, I'm like, well, when I'm going to get my, like, I'm not used to this. Like everywhere else I've been, I've been a backup. Mm-hmm. And I was specifically come in and do me. Mm-hmm. Like when they took me out of the starting lineup, I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Yeah. Because I know that backup unit ain't have a lot of scoring. Scoring. <laughs> backup unit got a score. And I you, could be You me. get to do you. But we were just so young and so bad. Like, they shut all the veterans down by like before even All Star break. Oh, wow. So it was just me, B Rush, and Richard Jefferson. We were just sitting there 
And it, like, you know, just young, you know, mm. draft. That's when I learned about, oh, let's, let's, let's try to, you know, get draft picks now, stuff like that. I was like, nah, I ain't used to that. I'm about winning. So I was frustrated. Mm. But I, I like coming off the bench. And Stan, I even told Stan when we traded uh, DJ Augustine, he was like, oh, you going to start against the Bulls. Even though I was itching because I know I was going against my old team, yeah. I was like, I low-key want to keep my <laughs> same minutes. So I was like, Stan, why don't you start Spencer? Then we let me stay with my unit. Because mm-hmm. we was clicking. My uh-huh. unit was clicking. And like we was, we could have made the playoffs if we didn't make that trade. Mm-hmm. And then, because we ended up getting Reggie Jackson, that trade that happened. Yeah. And we was rolling. Like we was on an eight game, nine game winning streak. Then when that trade happened where they sent DJ to OKC, Reggie Jackson came to us. Mm-hmm. So it takes time for guys to jail yeah. and do. And I was just like, look, I want to stay in my yeah. position. <laughs> Let Spencer. So that was Spencer's first start. Against the Bulls coming out of All Star break, mm. coming out of All Star break, that was his first start, and I ended up we end up being the Bulls. I ended up having like sixteen coming off the bench because I was with my normal group, so I knew my role. I didn't yeah. want to be a starter. Damn, that goes that takes me back to my second year, not my rookie year, when uh, Bobby Sura. Bobby Sura didn't want, like when Larry Hughes got hurt, Bobby Sura didn't want to start. He said, I want to stay with what I'm doing, start the rookie. Because he, because he didn't want the responsibilities of sitting them getting involved when he was the player who came off the bench and made instant offense. Now that makes sense. And that took, that took time. That was like growth for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. But I was just like, I'm shooting one of the highest percentages ever. I know my spots. Mm-hmm. I know where I'm going to get the ball. I know if it's time to create, I can create because I'm out there with Anthony Tolliver, who mm-hmm. can't create for himself. Mm-hmm. Knockdown shooter, though. Mm-hmm. You know, KCP, mm-hmm. who really couldn't beat nobody all the dribble. He just, just running. You know what I'm saying? I know I had Greg coming over, saying the pick for me. With a roll action, mm-hmm. you know, create a single side tech. Or Stan always used to let me ISO on the wing. What? So I was like, I don't want to take that away. I finally, I just came back from China. First of all, this is the craziest year I had. So I just got married, mm-hmm. right? I've been in the league for like the last six consecutive years. <laughs> um, I get married. My agent called me like two days before my wedding date, said, oh, you've been traded to Cleveland. I said, ew. <laughs> right? Because my dad used to coach in Cleveland, so I know what Cleveland's about. I was like, ew. They were terrible. And then like a couple days later, LeBron announced he's coming back to Cleveland. So I was like, okay, this could be interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, even though people think me and Bron always beef because of what we had going on, yeah. which is nothing, just basketball. Just basketball. So I get there, I'm like, okay. Get married, boom, we in Cleveland. Get to Cleveland, Kyrie, we clicking up, me and Kyrie working out, working <laughs> together. Brian coming in, I'm like, okay, this could work. Phil working us out. I go, a day before training camp start, I get traded to Boston. I'm like, I, so me and my wife had dinner in Cleveland, getting ready for a training camp, found out we going to Brazil. That's uh-huh. when they went to Brazil to play Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, we'll get to go Brazil. <laughs> it's going to be on the league too. I ain't got to pay for it. It's going to be on the league. It's going to be lit. <laughs> we'll get traded to Boston the day before training camp start. Wow. I was like, then I look, I said, okay, 
Boston just drafted Marcus Smart, who are my alumni. Mm-hmm. I went to Oklahoma State. State yeah. They had Phil Presley, who's like my god brother, because mm-hmm. Paul Presley and, and my dad played together in Milwaukee. Rondo, Avery Bradley. I'm like, that makes me the fifth point guard. <laughs> Said, oh, I'm not gonna play that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just guarantee, 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 guarantee. guarantee. Non guarantee. I'm the non guarantee person. So Danny Ainge called me and said, hey, we're excited. Ooh, you know. I said, hey, uh, can y'all release me? Right? I was like, because I know I'm not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have me go through camp, and then I get cut on the last day. Now I got to <laughs> figure out what's going on. He was like, and Danny Ainge was like, ah, yeah, you know. All right, cool. I said, cool. So I get, so I'm waiting. You know, you got to wait 72 hours, mm-hmm. whatever. Rondo breaks his hand somehow. I don't know how. So Danny Ainge called me, he's like, oh, well, Rondo broke his hand. Like, I was like, yeah, but you still got these three other, you know. He was like, yeah, yeah, you like. So they, they <laughs> let, <laughs> you know, they let me go. So now I'm at home, like, never been home in there. I'm like watching the games. I'm like, come on, this is crazy. Like, just watching. So I get, you know, I've always wanted to play for DC. Mm-hmm. Always. I was born in D.C. My dad went to Maryland. My wife went to Howard. Like, I have family in D.C. I played for the Maryland Stallions with mm-hmm. Jared. Jared used to fly from Houston. to. So I'm like, oh. So the Wizards called me. Tommy Shepard, you know, mm-hmm. he knew me from, you know, with the Rockets when he was with the organization. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to sign with him when I left the Bulls. Um, but it didn't happen. Like, numbers didn't happen. So I get to D.C. I'm like, oh, I'm finally here. <laughs> You know, I love their jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, yeah, buddy. okay, John Wall, that's my boy. You know, Bradley Bill, okay. Andre Miller there, OG, mm-hmm. played for my pops in Cleveland. Uh, we call him Richard Pryor, because he yeah. looked like him a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm in there with all my guys, are, you know, my big brother, Rasul Butler, mm-hmm. rest in peace. Um, so I had like a lot of friends, so I'm like, I'm excited. Right, I'm excited, I'm like, okay, cool. So I get there. We only got one preseason game left. So usually when they bring somebody in at the end, you, you're in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, they not going to bring you in and waste your time and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I go through one practice. We fly to New York. I play the preseason game. Had a good game. Come back. Have practice. You know, they got to make the deadline cut. So I'm in there getting, you know, doing my normal <laughs> routine. And then it was like, uh, hey, uh, Luke, coach want to see you. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm naming, thinking. <laughs> I'm about to get waved or cut, anything yeah. like that, because of the timing. Like, yeah. So we go in there. Well, Coach Whitman, like, taller guard. So they end up keeping Rasul Butler over me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I was only here 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, literally 72 hours. And I was like, ah. So my <laughs> wife is with me now. She mad, because she was, like, looking for housing in D.C., uh-huh. like, Potomac. And all. She's, like, all excited. <laughs> Calling her friends that still live there from Howard. I'm like, I get home from practice. I was like, hey, babe, I got something to tell you. They didn't let me go. <laughs> so she mad. And I was like, uh, so we just packed, you know, I'm an NBA kid. So mm-hmm. my dad's been traded. I'm yeah, used to. You're not a pack and leave. You know, I never think something's home. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally went to like seven, eight different schools growing up. Yeah. Like I'd be like, oh, I'll see y'all later. I don't know when I'm gonna see y'all. <laughs> see y'all later. What's the next adventure? <laughs> I looked at everything as a adventure, as a journey. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, babe, it's okay, man. We're gonna be fine. Like, you know, go back home. 
chilling, chilling. My agent was like, there's a team in China that wants you. I said, like, I don't you know. <laughs> so I threw a number out there. I was like, a high number. Mm -hmm. That was like, I know they're not going to, for two months, I know yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. going to get me that. He was like, okay, they say yeah. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Called your bluff. Called my bluff. So I was like, Yao Ming brought his old team, Shanghai Sharks, mm -hmm. who you play for mm -hmm. too. I play for Shanghai. And Yao Ming called me one day after I got released from Miami. And I thought somebody was playing on my phone because mm -hmm. he never calls. <laughs> so he was like, John, this Yao. I said, oh, yeah. Hung up the phone. <laughs> Calls me back. He's like, no, 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 it's me, John. It's y'all. It's y'all. I was like, what's up, big fella? He was like, hey, I, I just brought my team in China. I want you to be my point guard. And I was like, China? Like, this is before. Like, yeah. I didn't know nothing about China basketball. So I was like, all right, y'all. I was like, he was like, well, how, how, how much would it cost for you? I was like, 85 a month. I just threw a number out. Mm -hmm. He was like, okay. <laughs> he was like, so I had to fly home mm -hmm. to Houston, get a visa. Woke up a day later, I'm in Shanghai. I'm like, what the? Loved it. Fans, them loved it. I was in Shanghai, it's like New York City on steroids. <laughs> I had a driver, I had a three bedroom condo yeah. downtown, like living like a king. My face is on the billboard everywhere. I couldn't yeah. go nowhere in Shanghai. I had, they gave him another nickname. I was called <laughs> Wizard because I did magic with the ball. You know, they got all kinds of, and I was like, Lucasan, Lucasan. Lucasan. Jayo, Jayo, like, Jayo. I said the same thing. Like, when I went out there, it made me fall in love with basketball again. Like, they, it's like, it's all love. It's positive. It's just, positive. there's no negativity. There's, there's, so is there one catch, though? You got to score. It's yeah. all volume. It, it, but if you're a scorer, it doesn't it, it, matter. It, but it, what I'm saying yeah. is, like, for just, they made you feel like you were Kobe Bryant, Man, right? No, I, I call home and I told everybody, <laughs> like, yo, after league, Me? I'm <laughs> good. Okay. I said, I am good. I got every game I win, it's an envelope, yeah. a cake. <laughs> yeah. If I make the playoffs, that's another 70K. Bonus. If I get past the first round, that's in the, I'm counting. I'm like, dude, dude, that what I would make in the year, yeah. in, in the league. In a year, and it's tax and it, free. And this is a couple months. Couple, mm -hmm. And I'm only there four months, so it's tax free. So I'm over there killing. I was like the only small guard there because they always kept big guards, mm -hmm. right? So my first year, I was the only small guard there. He, it was a point guard, and I had a big man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody else had two bigs. Thanks. So I was a small guard. So I was averaging like 30 some for it, but having fun with it, you know, I got commercials, I got <laughs> sponsored. I, then I got sponsored by Lee Nin mm -hmm. before B, like before BDN. I'm like sponsored by Lee Nin. It was like a new company. Like, oh, they give me some bread too. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I've always been a Nike kid, but mm -hmm. in China, I just wore the, you know, yeah. stuff. So they they thought that's why in if you see the clips from the New York games, I was on the sponsorship still with Lee Nin, so I had Lee Nin's on. Oh. The BDs on. Yeah, yeah, the BDs. So I had them on. So um, I'm over there. I'm like, man, forget the league. I'm cool. So I started doing my own agency. I'm like, all right, I made this. Like, y'all want me to come back? You know, we do the numbers. I, you know, I do it. So <laughs> I, I ended up doing it. I'm flying back home. I, I it came such a hustle to, like, not a hustle, but I, I embedded because, you know, I'm looking over there. You're going to know this and you're going to laugh. I was like, 
oh, you like you can really take it by storm. Like how Marbury's doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is buy into the culture. Yeah. See, when Americans get over there, they uh, you know, yeah, try to yeah. act all I was American like, and try yeah, to act all American. But that, that was the thing for Marbury at that time in his life and his career. He needed that. He and then me. when he got there, he bought in because it was new. It was fresh. And you said it was all love. Yeah. That's what I said. It's like, but just hearing him, you see why some guys who go over don't to China back. don't come back. Don't come back. Because right. you you were the Michael, you you were Kobe, like how Kobe and LeBron and they be chasing him down the street. And you go over there, you're the 13, 15 guy, and you watching all the fans over there, and you sitting there walking through the hotel, and then you go to China and you are that. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard because it's this, well, hard. the route you took, like you said, if you're the 13th, 12th, 13th guy and you're you're disengaged with the game, you need that. You want to be at the But front. that's what I'm I'm a star in the NBA, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting this. Mm-hmm. When I went to China, Ten times. I'm sitting here like, man, I'm good. I'm like, that's why, that's why China's my last. I'm good. Yeah. Like, I'm good. Like, if I didn't keep getting hurt, I would still, I'll be over there. Because it was, it's, it's like, I walked through the mall. Picture, 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 photo, 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 photo. Like, <laughs> just million, like, it was just unbelievable. Go to the airport. I mean, they're chasing you down. Like, yeah. like it was like, like, this is what the cold feels like. This is what Jordan Yeah, like, you get that. Well, I'm Michael feeling. Jackson out this yeah. <laughs> Like, I got that. I'm like, anything I wanted. Yep. If I want to go to Hong Kong for a mm-hmm. week, oh, business class. Yeah. Go. Oh, come back. <laughs> or, you know, practice, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of sore. Uh, bring somebody in, yep. fix, fix me all up, and while all my teammates out there running around like crazy, I'm on the sideline, and I used to feel bad to yeah, do yeah. it, so I'm like, nah, let's just do it at the condo, yeah. and you know, because I, like, I've always been like, those was my guys. Mm-hmm. I still keep in contact with all those guys that I played with in China. Like, those are my mm-hmm. brothers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the money-wise is different. The way they make their money is different, so... We had Morton's, Roof Chris, uh-huh. and, you know, all that. So I used to be like, hey, come on, I got it. So we, like, but to me, it was about bonding. Mm-hmm. And they love basketball so much over there. It's crazy. So when I used to come back, I used to be like, man, cool. Like, my agent be like, oh, so-and-so wants you to bring in for a workout. I was like, is it guaranteed money? I ain't going. Right. Like, all right, I'm cool staying in China. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so we, we go on doing that. So I go back my second year. So we made the playoffs and we I make the playoffs in Shanghai my mm-hmm. first year. And they ain't made the playoffs since Yao Ming left. Mm-hmm. That was eight years ago. Yeah. So Yao's all happy. You know, he got me on the movie sets with Wars Philip. Like just a whole bunch of stuff. That's <laughs> everything's like I'm I'm like, yo, this is <laughs> this is it, yeah. This is cool right here. You like, found basketball heaven. Yeah, I'm like, at the club, they clearing out. <laughs> and like, you know, whatever. So then second year we go. Tibbs get the head coaching job in Chicago. This how I ended up in Chicago. Mm. So Tibbs was like, uh, what you doing? He called me out the blue. I said, oh, you know, just training. Just got done working with Pops, you know, doing my normal. He's like, you in, you, you in shape? I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I used to have, oh, I talked to Tibbs like he, that's one of my guys. Mm. I'm like, do a bear shit in the woods? Like, what you mean? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm in shape. And so he was like, all right, Tibbs is like basketball, basketball, basketball. So he used to do mini camps all summer. All summer. So he's like, oh, why don't you come to mini camp in Chicago, you know, 
four days, Monday through Thursday, Friday, y'all can get up out of here. And so I go do that, fly back home. They invite me back out there. Do that again, fly back home. Then he was like, well, what about camp? I was like, well, you know, I signed to China, you know, that, you know, hey, man, like, you know, let's go. He was like, okay. So he was like, come to camp, right? So I come to camp and they didn't keep nobody in camp. Gar and John Paxson, they liked me, but they didn't want to keep me. Mm-hmm. So they cut me, Kyle Weaver, they cut everybody, and they wanted to bring all these other point guards in that they want. But Tibbs was like, no, I told y'all who I want as my third point guard. And then Derek was like, no, I want him as my teammate point guard. Because I was the only person picking Derek up full court in practice. Like, mm-hmm. To me, I'm like pushing him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, practice to me was games. Like, yeah, we get to a preseason game, I ain't playing. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes this is a so game. I was like, practice is a game to me. And Derek saw that work after they beat. So he was going like, nah, I want him. So they cut, they, you know, train cut, they go like eight, nine games in the season. Derek get a crick in his neck. I'm at Wingstop. I know, I'll never forget this. I'm at Wingstop with my dad. We just got done working out. I'm at Wingstop with my dad. My agent, Bernie Lee, called me. He was like, hey, what you doing? I was like, hey, at Wingstop. We just got done working out. Got workouts again at three. He was like, no, you don't. I said, what you mean? He's like, Chicago's signing you. You got you to get to the airport in two hours to fly to Denver and play tonight. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm at Wingstop. <laughs> to play tonight. To play tonight. So I'm like, yo, dad, Chicago's signing me. Ooh. So my dad, he's so crazy. We drive, right? Take those wings to go. <laughs> no, no. We ain't even... Left the wings there. Uh-huh. I had 20 minutes to pack to go catch this flight that they booked for me. I literally didn't pack no basketball shoes. <laughs> All I packed was white t-shirts. Uh-huh. I went to Costco. Got, <laughs> got, got them Kirklands. Got the Kirkland eight-pack <laughs> shirts. Yep. Now I ain't thinking I'm going to Denver. It's cold oh. here. Packed four pair of jeans. And you know, my dress shoes, you know, like not dress yeah. shoes, but like, you know, yeah. some, some shoes that go with, uh, white tees go with everything. Yeah. I was like, I can get the rest of this stuff at while the mall yeah. while I'm traveling. So I get there, I'm like, oh, uh, I forgot some shoes. Can somebody wear size 11, like Nike, and it's going to be too late for Nike to send. So they send Liggy, you know, mm-hmm. Liggy, the equipment manager for the Bulls, mm-hmm. to Foot Locker and get the shoes for me, right? So I get there. Warming up, Derek got crickets, man. I play, I, you know, CJ playing good. You know, I'm pl- I played good the first half, scored a little pull-up jump shot, a little floater, you know. Ooh. ooh, I get second half, I played cool. Fourth quarter comes. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, I did good. I'm like, I did good. Yeah, yeah. Cool. You know what I'm saying? So we get crunch time. It's like eight, eight, like 10 seconds left to go in the game. I knew for sure I won't go in the game, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, they couldn't get, we couldn't get the ball in. It's like, like crunch time. Mm-hmm. Like, couldn't get the ball in, cause you talking about free throws. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get the ball in, right? So Tiz called a timeout. He, and Tiz always knew I don't panic, uh-huh. I'm always poised. So he was like, Luke, you in the game, you're taking the ball out. This is the play we're gonna get in. I'm like, all right, cool. So I was like, the whole thing is get the, the ball, ball in. in, right? So I got the count in my head. Mm-hmm. I got his count. So we used to do this thing. Till was like, don't step out of bounds. 
into everybody's set. Because mm-hmm. once you step out of bounds, the referee mm-hmm. hands you the ball and mm-hmm. the count starts. So the referee had to pull me to get out of bounds because mm-hmm. I'm literally standing <laughs> yeah. on the court making sure everybody's set uh-huh. to get mm-hmm. back. So I get the bat. He hands the ball. I'm like, what is The play for him. I get it to Cal Corver, one of our best free throw shooters, right? Mm-hmm. So I just step in bounds, like I get it, <laughs> I don't think, why did he throw the ball back to me? <laughs> so he threw the ball back to me, then was like, foul me right away. So now I'm at the free throw line. I'm like, all right, cool. I done been through this situation my whole life. Like this is what you live for, game mm-hmm. on the line, you up one, you just have to hit these two, and the game over with. Get the free throw line. And shoot it, felt good. Uh-huh. Boom, missed it. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> that old shit. I said, oh shit. I back up, you know, walk to the three point mm-hmm. line, get my shit together. I'm like, wipe my hand. I'm like, all right, go through. <sighs> Sit there. Shoot. Bang, clacking around. Missed that one. They get the rebound. Time out. I'm like, oh shit. You know, like, <laughs> I get out the game. Mellow, being mellow, hit a fucking three, win the game, right? So you know ESPN, Twitter, <laughs> like Chicago's a big sports town. Mm-hmm. It was like, cut him, I'm on Twitter right now. <laughs> cut him, he's trash, he's a bum, why we even bring him? Ooh, cause I missed two free throws, mm-hmm. right? So we get Sacramento, Fly Sacramento, you know, Joe Kim and all, ah, don't worry about that shit, you know? Dude. But it's, I'm really mad because mm-hmm. I'm supposed to knock them down. So we play, I don't play. I'm inactive now, you know, Derek's <laughs> back. So I'm inactive. So that makes it even worse because you like, I missed those free throws. Now they got me in a suit and tie. Fuck, I'm gonna get cut. Yeah. Damn it. I wasn't, so now like, and now you're on Twitter, you see all this shit. Get to Chicago, somebody throw a snowball at me because I missed the free throw. I'm walking down the street, somebody's like, that's for missing the free throws. I'm not making this up. I'm, I'm on Michigan Ave walking out of Nike Town. Somebody threw a snowball. It didn't hit me, but somebody threw a snowball <laughs> and said, yo, that's for the free throws. Cost us the game. I'm like, it's only game 11 of the season. Like, I was like, oh. So I was like, all right, if I... If I ever, if I ever get that opportunity again, I'm gonna make the most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go on, so January 7th is the deadline for guaranteed contract. So I done done a lot to where now guarding them, but they was like, look, we're gonna save money, go back to China, because they knew I still had my China deal mm-hmm. on the table. They said, go back to China for these last two months, and we're gonna bring you back when your season's over with. Me being me, I'm like, all right, whatever, you know. I'm like, all right. I don't believe him. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, because the league is it's so funny sick, like yeah. that. So I don't believe him. So I go to China. We make the playoffs again. So I knew lockout was happening, mm-hmm. right? Before I left China, I signed a two-year deal with Shanghai. I was like, because I knew, all, you know, you start hearing agents talking about China, China, China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, let me lock myself in, yeah. get my guaranteed money. If a lockout's happening, I'm good. I got my two-year, you know. So I go to China. Play. I said we lost in the uh we lost in the 
in our conference finals to go to the championship. We lost to Guangdong, Smush Parker. Okay, okay. Smush Parker and them. And um, so I come back and I signed with the Bulls. And we also signed JP, Gennaro Pargo. Mm. Um, so Holmes, you know, we don't play. So that, but we go to Eastern Conference Championship, so you get that playoff check. Mm-hmm. Plus, I got that. So I'm like, oh, this is a good year. And I might win the championship. Because <laughs> we like number one team. Mm-hmm. So if you're number one team in the league, you got to split a million dollars up between everybody if you're the number one team. Like, you oh, know. Bro? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So you get <laughs> yeah, you get the that. bonus <laughs> of like being a, the number one team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We playing. We play Indiana first round. Uh, second round, we play Atlanta, Joe Johnson mm. and them, Jeff Teague and them, and then we play Miami, right? So we smacked Miami first game, but we beat them all year that year. Mm-hmm. So we smacked and we like, oh, oh yeah, we going to the like, we, <laughs> like, I don't know what happened, D-Wade getting hung on dunks, bro, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know what happened, but we smacked them. <laughs> we smacked them. Feeling good. City buzzing, feeling good. Oprah. I don't know why she chose the date she chose, decided to do her farewell tour during the playoffs and rented out all the United Center. We gave the Miami Heat four days of rest before game two so she can tape the show. Oprah wins. Man, that second game, they came (laughs) on real rested, all kinds of stuff. So we split. Go to Miami. They win both games in Miami. Mm -hmm. We come home. We win. Uh, I know we lost in Chicago. So we lost. What was that game? Yeah, I think we only won one game. game. So we won the first game and then then lost three straight. So four straight. Yeah. So we did that. So, you know, to this day, I blame Oprah. (laughs) That's the moral of that story. So then the next year, Lockout happens, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody's signing, but because I signed in China that year, you remember when JR signed, all the yeah, NBA yeah, yeah. players were signing, they got stuck over there. They put an agreement like if you sign with NBA, if you sign with a Chinese team, you have to, you have to fulfill that contract. You can't leave when the mm-hmm. lockout happened. But because I've already signed, it wasn't in your language. It wasn't in my in my language. So I stayed. Boom, boom. And the season don't start till later on in China, like almost like after Thanksgiving. Yeah, like uh, the end. Yeah, it's like right, like after Thanksgiving, it's like December, like like second, third. Yeah, second, third, right? So now nobody on our team wanted to go through, go to the meetings for Mm -hmm. the lockout in New York. So they sent me, right? So I'm in the meetings. Who listen to the? I'm like, and I'm calling my dad, who I lean for a lot, who's obviously been a GM in the NBA, mm-hmm. a president, of the NBA head coach. So I'm like, yeah, this is what they got us trying to. He was like, oh man, that's gonna mess up mid level. That's gonna mess up bird rights. They gonna he like breaking all this down. Mm-hmm. I'm writing notes down at the hotel, like, mm-hmm. and I'm going in there with those notes, and I'm listening to what you know, Derek Fisher, D Way, all you know, all of them are saying. And my hand, I'm like, damn, that's gonna really mess up. Guys like me, mm-hmm. like the veterans, like we we gonna be bouncing from a team to team to team to team because you're only gonna be able to pay four players. Like that's how I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. You're only gonna be able to pay four players. So you're like four superstars. 
And if you look at it, that's what's going on right now. Yeah. If you look at everybody mm -hmm. keeps four guys, and then every year is a different team. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, so I'm like, dang, that, you know, that's tough. But you know, we sign it, we play. Mm -hmm. So then um Christmas Day is the first game of the season during lockout year, right? So the Bulls was like, oh, you're here, you know. So Yao Ming, I call Yao Ming because I've always learned don't burn bridges. Mm -hmm. So when Yao called, I said, look, big fella, I know y'all owe me 800 and it's guaranteed. Just give me 100K and keep the seven and you can go out and sign up, you know, another player because I'm, I'm here. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what? I'm like, yeah. An hour later, I had <laughs> that in my account. Mm -hmm. But it was to me, it was like, it wouldn't be fair for me to take that and I'm not playing. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. not good business. So I did that and, you know, all of the stuff that happened. And that's when really my NBA career just took off. Like, because of injuries, I got an opportunity to show what I actually could bring to the game mm -hmm. and bring to the table. And so we're playing good, still no one team. You know, even with Derek out, we still held the best record. Like, we took pride in that bench mob. Like, mm -hmm. that bench mob was started with us. Mm -hmm. So we took pride in that. Like, one man down, next man step up. Like, mm -hmm. we, hold, we hold us together. So we was like, really? We had more bench mob shirts in the stadium <laughs> than some of the Bulls shirts. Mm -hmm. Like, we really, like, bench me, Tyus Gibson, CJ, Kyle Korver. Like we really, yeah, that was a yeah, that was a, that was a solid, that was a solid. We team. really like took pride, Omer Oscar. We took pride in that bench mob. Like we was like, yeah, we the mob, like bench mob. Like, <laughs> you know, we like, so then you know we playing and injuries are happening. Mm -hmm. So I'm playing good. You know I'm starting to feel myself a little bit. And Joe Kim Noah was like, we playing Miami. Joe Kim knows like, yo, Luke, oh, your energy is crazy, right? If you know Joe Kim, you know how he's high strong. Yeah? He's like, yo, humble yourself or the game will humble you. I'm like, what? All right, whatever. All right, so we play Miami, right? ABC game, I'm coming off an 18-point game, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? We playing Miami. I'm like, yeah, they, I had a, a thing. If a team cut me, mm -hmm. I was going to have a good game against them because I'm like, I'm going to make your, I'm, yeah. make them pay. So I was playing good, woo-woo. Then the play happened. Mm -hmm. I know where this is going, Gil. Then the play happened. <laughs> so Rip Hamilton, I'm like, Rip, <laughs> back screen coming. Like, get through. Uh -huh. Back screen. Like, I'm, cause you know, Tiz, we're a defensive team, so we know somebody you gotta fall back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, back team, back screen coming, back screen coming. So he don't move, he stops. So okay, of course, I got a bag book, take mm -hmm. away, you know, that. So we boom. I'm like this, I'm backing up, you know, guard you, man, like I'm doing this. So I'm like, this. they throw the ball up. I was like, hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, Who is that for? Yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, huh? <laughs> so he, you know, come over. I didn't know he jumped over me at the time. He dunk it. Boom. They go crazy. It's like, oh, man. I'm like, ah. You know what I'm saying? He said, I didn't know he dunk jumped over I me. I didn't know. So my whole thing was like, oh, shit, you dunk with me. Let me go get a bucket real quick. Uh -huh. So I'm like, take the ball out. So I'm rushing down court. Tibbs called timeout. Oof. So, <laughs> so you got to sit That's there. That's the worst. <laughs> so now, they like, oh, like just going crazy. You know that money. You know how Miami thing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, everybody got uh -huh. right on in there. Look like you had a. So we on the bench and like, I'm like this. I'm looking at, you know, the circle thing. 
And like Joe Kim and Ty's, we all like, it's just quiet. <laughs> quiet yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the coaches huddle up in the middle before they come give you the game plan, mm-hmm. right? So we all look, I'm like, oh. <laughs> like this, and Joe, and like Ty's gave me this thing, like, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that happened right there. <laughs> so I get back to the phone, I turn both my phones. I had two phones at the time. Mm-hmm. I turn both them off. I'm like, I ain't want it for nobody. Humble yourself or the game will humble you. And, I, and that's what stayed with me. Because mm-hmm. I was feeling myself. Nah, nah, you just got, you just nah, got, nah, nah. you but just got, got. got humble, right? Because I was like, I'm playing good, we winning, like, I'm starting to get recognition mm-hmm. for, like, who I always thought I knew I was, but I was also, like, kind of getting away from who I was. And, and that it, dunk did that? Yeah, it got <laughs> me back humble, right? But I have a thing, right? It go back from, like, the record part. Like, all that happened that mm-hmm. same year. When KD scored mm-hmm, 66, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I got to get my fade back. Mm-hmm. So now, <laughs> we played them in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So after watching on ESPN, first, you know, number one for I don't know how long, I'm probably going to be in the Hall of Fame when he has a picture of him <laughs> doing yeah, yeah, yeah. So I circled the calendar. We played them in two weeks. I was like, I got to get my fade back. Only thing that saved me a week later was when... Blake Griffin dunked on Kendrick Perkins. Mm. Threw him yeah, in without yeah, touching the rim. That yeah, saved me, because then that yeah. became number one, right? But the whole time I'm looking at Instagram, Twitter, people like, oh, LeBron jumped over you. I'm like, what would he do with you then? Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm, like, I'm like, okay, cool. So Derek was supposed to come back from turf toe. This how I said me and Derek are like this, mm-hmm. right? So it's like rumors like, oh, Derek's coming back for the Miami game, come back to Miami. So, we go through shoot around. He kind of go through it. He looks good. Mm-hmm. So I kind of pulled Derek to the side. I was like, hey, G, I need for you to sit this game. <laughs> <laughs> and he like, what? I said, I need for you to sit this game. Because I know if he's playing, I ain't playing. You know what I'm saying? I said, I need for you to sit this game. He was like, all right, if I do, you better go kill. Go off. I said, I got you. Uh-huh. Like, this is a true story. Uh-huh. So he like, ah, I think, I, you know, he was like, you know, it's kind of sore still. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to sit on. So I'm on I-95. I'm like headed to United. So I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm like, if he switch off on me, mm-hmm. all I see is black. <laughs> I don't see none of my teammates anything, right? So we get to playing ESPN game. Like, you know how you just feel like, that moment, uh-huh. how you get it, probably how you felt in the 60-point game in the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. I was like, I checked in the game. I was like, I told Mario was one of my really good friends. Mm-hmm. I said, Mario, you ain't, you ain't gonna be a f- day. <laughs> and he like, cause he, he like dapped me up. I ain't even dapped hey, yeah. him. <laughs> he gonna be able to f- I said, he like, you was like, damn, hey, he was, all right, let's get to work. I'm like, nah, you ain't gonna be I shake his hand up, mm-hmm. you ain't gonna be a f- today. Mm-hmm. Come out. First shot go in, second shot go in. Oh, he go under, mm-hmm. floater go in. Jab step corner, go in. 100% first half, right? Second half start, same thing. So now I'll kill him. I'm destroying Norris Cole, mm-hmm. Chalmers. So guess who they switch off on? Him? Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. So we. Tibbs is at half court corner play. I'm like, I ain't even worried about that play. <laughs> so I get it. Uh, back up. I'm on the 
right side of the court. And I hit him with a, I call it wrap your leg. Mm-hmm. Like we cross between, he got mm-hmm. a little set up. Yeah. So I'm like, he, he, you know, long arms. I'm just really sizing him up and see, yeah. okay, now I gotta get my shot off. Yeah. So I hit, and I remember working on this move all summer, cause everybody know I like to go right. Mm-hmm. And I started working on this one going left where it's like a hezo, hezo, then fade like this yeah. to the step, like get you off balance. I got KD with it in the, in the uh, Pro-Am game. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep, I'm gonna go to that one. <laughs> go to that one. So I was like, wah, 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 da, da, da. And I get left and I'm yeah. like, jerk. Jerk again and shot like this. He go up, try to block it, go over. And I knew where the camera's at. You know, uh-huh. you know how you know where the camera's at. <laughs> and I was like, he can't fucking hold me either. Like I was having an outer body experience, <laughs> right? So the humble thing went out the window. <laughs> yeah, all out the window. Cause I was like, I got my fade back. Like now I got my fade back. It was all about the get back to me. Oh, oh, man. So I got it back. We win the game, you know, we, now mm-hmm. it ain't over with now. Uh-huh. So the only shot I missed that game was a wide open corner three on the left side. So they found me at the free throw line. Kind of like the same scenario, but we mm-hmm. up like two. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ain't gonna be Denver. That's all <laughs> I kept saying. I mean, the time out. It's like, ain't gonna be Denver. It ain't gonna be Denver. Let your nuts drop today. Let your nuts drop. Like, so I'm like, Mm-hmm. And D-Wade was like, make it interesting, like trying to talk to me, like make it interesting, like they gonna come down and hit a buzzer. I'm like, make it in. I'm like, blocking. I'm like, nope. <laughs> we win the game. Oh, we're at. Boom. You got I both like, your fades back. Got huh? both my fades back. And I was like, that's what basketball mm-hmm. is. This is what all that's the hard it work it is. And so now when I see kids run away from the competition, I get so mad. Mm-hmm. Like I tell the kid all the time, if you're the best player, at your gym you playing at, it's time for you to leave that gym and go somewhere else. Cause you're not getting better by going against the same people and you winning every game. How are you gonna be able to respond when you get knocked off your throne? Mm-hmm. And a lot of players don't know how to bounce back. So we said that's what it is, the game will humble you. So there might be a, a thing that you might know about Gil or something that you gotta get into. We get the full story on. So it's time for Ask Agent Zero. So throughout the league, right, mm-hmm. it's always a rumor. You know how close mm-hmm. him and Swaggy P is, you know, mm-hmm. and I keep up with that whole little interchange over social media. Uh-huh. <laughs> how you say you the, you the reason he acts the way he acts, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's known to be said, I need to know if this is true, because I don't know if somebody would really do this, but knowing you and being around you for a couple of years now, I think that you would do something like this. Is it true that when y'all came back from a road trip, you got hit with a paintball or something, and while you went back on a road trip, you somehow told them to take his, I guess he had a 745 BMW or BMW 7 Series, and did you paint it hot pink? Oh, when y'all came, when y'all came he had, back from a road trip. He had that... Um... No, nah, it wasn't. He didn't have a uh, 745. What was that popular car? It was like a Challenger. Mm-hmm. Was it a Challenger? Challenger, or Challenger? Charger. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> he, had, okay. he had one of those. I think it was Burgundy. It was it was Burgundy. Okay. And this one, him, Dre, um, 
it was him, Dre, breaking into my house, you know, shooting with paintball. Okay. So we go on a road trip. I get his keys, ship him back. So we're on a long road trip. So I get his keys, like, you know. So you take the keys on the road trip? No, 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 no. We're on the road trip. I get into his room, take his keys, ship his keys back. <laughs> ship his keys, his keys back <laughs> to DC, have my boy take his car to the dealership. Uh, the paint dealer and had him repaint his car and then put it back. Brought sent the keys back to you. No, 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 no. Like, like when we got off the car. Perfect. No more your keys is <laughs> keys is your keys is in the car. Cause I gotta what think he noticed his keys were missing. Did you paint Hot pink. <laughs> so it's true. Yeah. What was his reaction though? I don't even remember. I was gone. I left. <laughs> you know, first one off. I'm first one off. First one off the <laughs> yeah, this whole time, like I was like, I've hit his car with my car. Then that he played too much. Both y'all played. Too oh yeah, much. yeah, we both played too much. We both played too, play too, play too much. much. But with me, it's because you're looking at your double ganger. <laughs> Whatever he does, I have to top it. See, I I I, I do it so you don't want to like respond. Mood. Like I just want it to quit while I win. So, like, I always double, triple, quadruple down. So that's why people say, man, he, he, can't, he, he, don't, play, he don't play fair. Yeah, like, I just, I just, keep, that's why I don't I just he, keep going until. Yeah, it's too far because I don't yeah, know, I, if, I just I don't know if he's a doppelganger like that. It's more you're a competitor, so you're always going to raise no, the No, what I'm saying is I see it. who he is. So I know he, he's like me. He's just going to keep playing. Yeah. So I need to just... Cut this out now. I, yeah. just, I just gotta cut it out. So you just painted a hot pink. Hot hot pink. How, long, how long did he drive around DC with the hot pink car? Because a paint job is. I don't even remember. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know about wraps then. Because if, if, if we knew about wraps, I would have just had it wrapped. No, you, the fact that you had it painted, that means yeah. they had to scrape the paint. Yeah, off, yeah. The, prime it. That's what I said. <laughs> that's what I said. I didn't. I didn't damn, we should have had. Yeah, we should have had. Uh, Raps then I would just because I would I would have rapped a whole lot of people shit. <laughs> you know you know what the funny crazy. thing is though nowadays Nick would probably think that hot pink cars. Yeah, he would. On brand for Spikey P. So we had fun. Let's just say that we had we had we had a fun team. It was it a fun team. Like he did, but I I was like I gotta ask him that question. Because it was something that you hear about you're like hey let me tell you what Gil is like this and that. This. <laughs> like, I'm like. Because I, what's so funny is like people didn't, like, people didn't understand me. Like, I trained so much by myself. When I seen everyone, it was fun time. So I'm at the gym six in the morning. So when eleven came, fun time. What's that? What y'all doing? Hey, I got the work because I already did my work. I did. I did my work. Right. So when when the team came. That was my playground. That was my that was my playground. I didn't I didn't understand that until it was too late. Like, you know, people are like, yo, why are you, you know, acting like this? And I'm like, Dan, I've been in the I've been in the gym eight hours today, you know, from this morning. This is my second time here. This is the first time I'm seeing human beings. You know, I'm happy. I'm like a kid right. now. You know what I mean? I'm not thinking about, you know, practice and, you know, we need to, because uh, to me, I already did, I already did my duty. 
You know what I mean? Now is you know now is like it's, it's playtime, and that's what I didn't understand until it was too late. Man, that's crazy. But the hot pink, yeah. I was like, I gotta I find that joint. I gotta see if that's true. I pink that joint. So you answered it. I know it's real now. It ain't a myth anymore. Not, not a myth any longer. I would not play with you, but it, you know, it, it's that's crazy. Hot pink. I don't even know how I would react to coming off the plane. Come on, man, you're a millionaire. Just, you know, just, just, we gonna get it redone, man. Just knowing just, Swaggy just, P, I can hear his voice. Oh, it crackling all that. Crying. Yeah, he was crying because he was crying off of every. Because you gotta remember, he's crying off of everything. Crying when he broke his glasses. Oh no, no, they didn't break his glasses. Someone wiped him. That's. <laughs> oh, I thought that was you too. No, nah, that wasn't me. <laughs> oh, that was the Sean Steve stuff. Deshaun broke his glasses? No, Deshaun, he has some new glasses he just bought. Probably spent like a thousand on them. <laughs> right? And like, he's like, come on, why are you wearing glasses in, it's in the locker room? Like, it's just dumb. That's just dumb. Right? right? He's talking to that. So Deshaun <laughs> put it in that all. Oh, he... <laughs> Y'all just <laughs> picking on my boy. Yeah, just picking on so he was just Nick Young then. The swaggy didn't get here. He, didn't get, he didn't get swaggy until he got to LA. You know, fucking calling him. Calling your ass no swaggy in DC. What y'all call it? Rook. <laughs> that motherfucker was Rook every year. Like it was Rook. You just a fucking Rook. <laughs> you didn't oh Nick Young. You just a rookie. Uh, I I didn't have to go through. We that made. Way. I just thought about it. This is when Obama Obama beat McCain. <laughs> Obama beat McCain. I gotta say you the Obama beat McCain for his presidency, right? We have we made a shirt. I made a shirt. All the players had it. Uh, Nick Young as McCain getting knocked out. <laughs> I just thought about it. Oh so there's a there's a, there's a shirt there's shirts out there where Obama's yeah. knocking Nick Young out and Nick Young gets McCain <laughs> on the ground. That's how bad we was. That's how bad we was teasing him. So to answer your question, yes. it never stops. It never stops. Oh my goodness. I mean, crazy. we can never stop. We could do this all day. John, we appreciate you <laughs> coming on. Thank y'all for you. You took us me. literally all over the globe yeah. with basketball. Um, you know, your journey from where you started as a kid. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't a curse, but it was a gift and a curse of, you know, coming up and, and look where it got you. You yeah. know, to where you're, you you are today with JL3 uh, and the work that you're gonna continue to do. Uh, we'd love to see it. Appreciate it. Thank y'all for having appreciate me. Appreciate it, yeah. Gil, the, the legend only grows. Yeah, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't think I got the bus's ass, though. That's all right. No, no, I was watching. I was on right. the bench. Yeah, yeah, I, right. ain't, I ain't catch that. <laughs> you didn't catch that face. I didn't catch that face. Enough people did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it. I watched it. Oh, one story about him. Chicago. We was training at a tax. And me and my really good friend, Will Bynum, he used to come there and work out all the time. And he had a notebook. Like, you know, old school person fold up a notebook and walk around with, he used to act like it was like the most secretive thing, right? Secretive thing. Nobody could get to the notebook. Nobody. So me and Will was like, one day we're going to steal that notebook and see what's in there. Because that's when he was an Asian, you know, coming, doing all kinds. So Will and I, we go back late to a tax one time. He leaves a notebook in his locker. We take it. We read it. And we looked at each other like, it's no way he's doing none of this. He had like... Okay, spin move. This is full court. Spin move between the legs, behind the back, pull up from half court. Gotta make 50 of those. <laughs> Come down, left hand side of the court, get to the logo, 50 of those. All these different, we like, 
yo, this is <laughs> all kind of, like, like, yep. We looking like yo, he's nuts. So is there a fake notebook that you let them get? Nah, that was that's, my that's notebook. It's the notebook, but <laughs> we were just notebook. like, and it, it was just like so the shots he was making that year. Mm-hmm. We was like, and me and Will be on the phone like, yo, Will, that's what was in the notebook. We kept saying <laughs> that was in the notebook. Like it was like a myth between us. Like, that was in the notebook. You remember it was like. Between between spin move and then he had one where when he was shot the ball and he went like this. You remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was in the notebook. Like he <laughs> actually practicing he practiced that. So we was like, "Yo!" And I, that, that was like my biggest take on everything he did that year. That was the craziest year. I was like, "All that was, was in the, the notebook. notebook. It was a styrofoam notebook. notebook. Like one of the notebooks you had in school. Like you used to." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you turn in yeah. with your. <laughs> One day we're gonna go through that notebook. I done lost that. <laughs> All the rest is history. Yeah, the notebook. All right, well, for Mr. Notebook, Gilbert Arenas, John Lucas the Third, right here. I'm Mike Botticello. This has been No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. You can catch us every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Fugo Sports Network, and we'll see you next time.